So we have until, and I can just give you a signal when the time gets close, but officially it's about 8, 10 a.m. So about 15 minutes. Huh? Oh, uh, Well, uh, Why would you like an We want to welcome everyone to our event tonight. We have with us our brother Amir Muhaddid who will be talking about the impact of music. Um, after thanking Allah for bringing us all together, I want to say thank you to the community for taking time to come to this event. Thank you to our brother Amir for giving our community time, our brother Michael for helping facilitate this event, the many people who helped promote this event so that we would make sure we would get a good turnout, um, and also the sisters for facilitating and providing dinner uh, tonight and all the generous uh, donors who helped in that effort. So Jazakumullah Khair and everyone for coming. Uh, the talk will go on right until the Isha prayer, which is uh, which we'll make adhan for at 8.10. So we have 50 minutes. And then after that, we welcome you all to stay for dinner. First and foremost, inshallah, tabarakallah, I want to thank you brothers and sisters who assembled this gathering. For the Prophet sallallahu said, if you don't thank the people, you don't thank Allah. It's been exactly maybe, maybe 11, maybe 12 years since the last time I've been in Minnesota. So to see a few familiar faces, a lot of faces that were extremely young, see a lot of, uh, you know, brothers growing up. Alhamdulillah, it's just a, you know, a beautiful thing see the Muslims continue to strive upon that which is correct. But the topic today is a reminder and an advice because many of our youth are falling into a culture which I abandoned the day I accepted this blessed deen of Islam. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guided me to Islam, and I discovered that Islam was the truth. I immediately abandoned everything that was in contradiction of that truth. Many of you may have heard my story, some of you may have not. But I wanna utilize this time not to just talk about myself or how I came to this blessed deen, but I wanna focus on the topic. The topic is the discussion about the evils 
the evils and the misguidance of music. Many of the youth today, many of you guys are like the first generations of your family, the first generation of your household here in America. A lot of the parents come from predominantly Muslim countries. They have traditional customs and traditions and culture, and they try to instill this in the hearts and the minds of their children. But outside the home, many of the children find themselves faced with another set of parents. And that's all of the influences outside of the home. And it becomes a conflict between that which the parents try to instill in your hearts and your minds, and the exposure of all the things that contradict those teachings. And one of those matters that's at the forefront is music. Music, the hip-hop culture, the lifestyle, and all of the things that conform with this great evil. For those of you that know my story, I spent over a decade in the music business. I was successful at it. And a lot of the things that I deemed to be success were really just me being on the path that leads to gradual destruction. Meaning coming from the ghettos of America, we didn't have a lot of options. We didn't have a lot of choices. It's either we were gonna hustle in the street, play a sport, or try to make it big in the music business. So with minimal options, a lot of us found ourselves chasing the same things. But for me, I tried to abandon the life of the streets, thinking that the music business was gonna be better than that. But I quickly started to find out that the music business was only the streets on steroids. It was only everything that was in the streets multiplied. So in all actuality, I never really escaped. I got immersed into everything that I thought, that I thought would contribute to success, although I was able to provide for my family, I was able to help others and do a lot of good things. but I myself remained in that trap. Trying to help others elude the negativities or the harsh realities that we faced every day in the ghetto, I was able to provide those things to help other people excel and help other people avoid these things. All at the price of me having to stay immersed in the lifestyle that consists of 24 hours of repetitive sinning. Many of y'all know when you incorporate a culture, you have to take everything that comes with the culture, right? Many of you are Somali, 
So you know you have a culture. You speak a certain way. You use your hands when you speak. You do a lot of things. It's not just talking. It's more than talking. It's a lot of things that come with the culture. The way you dress, the things you eat. You got to have it all. You can't just have a little bit, right? So the same thing applies to the hip-hop culture. You can't just listen to music without incorporating all of the things that come with it. You have to take it all. And what happens with the youth, a lot of you guys are misguided because you listen to these songs, you look at the individuals that sing in these songs, you see the things that they glorify and they sensationalize, and you think that this means they're successful. The success is what you were born with. You were born with this blessed deen of Islam. Almost every single child in here has been born and conceived and entered this world through the womb of a believer. Meaning you came into existence through the womb of a believer. Meaning you were born upon Tawheed, you were born upon the understanding that the Quran was the speech of Allah Azawajal. You were born to understand the Sunnah Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You were born to follow the methodology of the companions Radiallahu Anhum and those that followed them in totality and faith. These things were instilled in you from the moment you started to walk, talk, open your eyes, whatever. This was something that was already embedded in you. And the parents, they try extremely hard to maintain this understanding in your hearts and your heads. But by living in the West, many of you are faced with a lot of distractions, a lot of things that make you curious, make you want to explore outside of the shelter that's been provided for you by your parents. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he made being dutiful to the parents right next to his right to be worshipped alone. So in order to establish this dutifulness to the parents, one has to first recognize that which has been sacrificed for you to conduct yourself like upright, righteous people who follow and adhere to the book of Allah and the Sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Many of you have spent majority of childhood in madrasas, studying the book of Allah, reciting the book of Allah, memorizing the book of Allah. And you know that there's no speech more truer than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you know that there's nothing more beautiful than the recitation of the Quran. So how do we allow ourselves to be inclined to something that is in complete opposition of that which we know to be the most truest and the most beautiful in speech? This can only be from the shaitan.
in this business, ya Ikhwan, nothing good came from it. Nothing good came from it then, and nothing good will come from it now. And from what I hear, the music today is 10 times worse than the music before. If you just look at the state of the youth in America, whether they Muslim or non-Muslim, the murders have increased, the violence have increased, the discord and splitting amongst people have increased, dysfunctionality within the family has increased, all of the things that the Prophet warned us about. And we will only continue to contribute to these things if we abandon the security that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has provided for us. By abandoning the book of Allah and the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This culture is even destroying the woman amongst us. SubhanAllah. In that business, the less clothes a woman wore, the more successful she was. The less clothes that she wears, the more successful she is. Astaghfirullah me. Not a single drop of modesty, shyness, dignity, honor, or integrity is possessed by any of the women who are involved in music and the culture that follows it. And they are the nurturers and cultivators of our children. And they will only nurture and cultivate the children based upon that which they understand. And if all they understand is to exploit themselves or project themselves as objects of affection, then the children are doomed. For you young men who find yourselves tranquilized by this music and this culture, the more you immerse yourself in this stuff, the more you lose your masculinity, you lose your integrity, you lose your honor, you lose your dignity. You lose self-respect and respect for others. Because there's not a single song that you can find on the radio that teaches you these things. So obviously you're listening to something that is in complete opposition to what you know to be better. I spent the last two days at Heritage STEM High School. And I learned more about the youth than I've learned in a very long time. And wallahi adeem, I feel extremely saddened by the obstacles and the things that you're exposed to today.
I don't know if in your heart you know how serious this matter is. Because being kids, we think everything is a joke. We think everything is about playing. But because times are so much rougher, you're forced to be adults much sooner. You're forced to be a, pay attention to the things that's going around you and focusing on how you can contribute to the embedment of yourself and your community. Because y'all the next generation. Your parents don't know nothing about social media. They don't understand this stuff. They don't understand anything about hip hop, the culture, the lifestyle. Your parents are not in the streets, selling drugs, robbing and killing people. Y'all the ones out there influenced by this stuff and falling into these traps. Only to set yourself up for gradual destruction. I spent a lot of years of my life lost. I spent a lot of years of my life having this emptiness in my heart. And I only found peace and solace when I found Islam. I had to experience numerous horrific things in order to find guidance and to sit here today and look around this room and know that every single one of y'all were born again, born upon guidance it was a favor from Allah you didn't have to work for it you didn't have to go through nothing some of y'all choose to put yourself through something for nothing Some of y'all choose to put yourself through something for nothing. What we need from the youth today is more leaders. We don't need more followers. Followers can't make sound decisions for themselves. Only leaders can. Followers only follow what other people do. And then in most cases, when you follow yourself or follow someone and find yourself in trouble, instead of accepting the responsibility, you'll turn around and tell on somebody else. Following misguidance and following people who lead to misguidance will make you a coward. Well, I promise you, you'll be a coward. Strength comes from leadership. And having the understanding of the Quran and the Sunnah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam will make you a leader. I just left Philadelphia maybe a couple weeks ago. 
In Philadelphia, you can't tell the difference between a Muslim or a non-Muslim. Because all the non-Muslims are imitating the Muslims. You walk around the city of Philadelphia, you got non-Muslims with beards bigger than mine, pants over their ankles. When I go to Philadelphia, I don't even give people salams. I just wait. I wait till they salam me. Wallahi, every time I've, it's been numerous times, I've salam alaykum. Nah, I ain't Muslim. Not a bald Muslim. I'm a cousin Muslim. I ain't Muslim. SubhanAllah. And if you look at the, the vastness and the size of the communities that you frequent in, it should be more people trying to be like you instead of you trying to be like them. How could the Muslims have such an influence on the predominantly black community to where they want to dress like Muslims, talk like Muslims. I'm talking about non-Muslims saying, inshallah. The influence is so strong. In these past couple of days, just seeing how much the communities here in Minnesota have grown, It breaks my heart to see that the crimes and things that are being committed are being committed by the people who are supposed to be leaders. There's no reason why you should turn on the news and see no born Muslim picture on the news involved with anything other than calling the people to this blessed deen of Islam. And we know the media not going to cover that. So that means you shouldn't even be on the news. There's no reason why your face shouldn't be on the news for achieving some type of greatness in school, accomplishing something in a sport, or something of that nature. The faces of the young people in this community should not be posted on a picture or in any type of news interview re re revolved around any type of crime. And worse than that, it shouldn't be a crime against your own brother. Many of y'all know I just spent nine years in federal prison. And I can tell you as Allah is my witness, Wallahi Adeem, the Muslims are so much stronger in the prison than they are in the streets. Because in prison, all we have is Islam and all we have is our brotherhood. That's all we have. Everything else is against us. So all we have is Islam and all we have is our brotherhood. And we don't break that for nobody. Don't you know in the prison system when the non-Muslims have disputes between each other, they call the Muslims. They call us to, 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 to litigate between each other. They call us to mediate between non-Muslims and non-Muslims. I remember a police officer waking me up at 2 o'clock in the morning to thank me. I want to thank you and your brothers, man, because, you know, we was a little understaffed. If y'all wouldn't have came, we don't know what was going to happen. I'm on the yard with 2,500 inmates and only probably about 200 police. 
How are you going to stop 2,000 inmates? But when the Muslims are strong, people turn to the Muslims for help. They turn to the Muslims for advice. They turn to the Muslims for an identity. They want to look like us. They want to be like us. They want to talk like us. Another sad thing is when the non-Muslims have a strong inclination for Islam, but they look at the Muslims and say, why? Why should I be Muslim? He smoke, I smoke. What's the difference? Why well, I need to worship Allah? If the people that say they worship Allah, they listen to music, they smoke, they drink, they fornicate, they commit zina, they do all of this stuff. Why would I want to be Muslim? Why well, I got to change my whole faith? And I don't see you doing nothing different than what I already do. This is why I'm so pleased that I found Islam before I found the Muslims. I found Islam before I found the Muslims. I found Islam in a place that's not that religious. I became Muslim in Abu Dhabi. This is the tourist attraction of the world. You could be anything and everything in Dubai. I don't even know if you can hear that then anymore. Allah knows best. This is how I know I was truly guided by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No one spoke to me about Islam. No one offered me to go to a conference. No one said, here, take this book, read this book. None of that. I kept bumping into Islam. I was traveling the world thinking about something totally different and I kept bumping into Islam. And when it reached my heart, I knew that everything else didn't matter and I accepted it. When I look at how big your families are and when you congregate together to eat, just do simple stuff. Like eat. It's not like dinner for five, it's like dinner for 500. SubhanAllah, enough for everybody to eat. These are intimate moments that a lot of y'all take for granted. I only have Four children that's Muslim, alhamdulillah. My wife for 26 years, Muslim, alhamdulillah. My grandmother, Rahimahullah, she died in July, 91 years old. She took shahada before she died. My grandfather, 96 years old, he took shahada before he died. But I got numerous relatives still living a life of disbelief. So dinner in my home is very small. Very small meals, very small congregation of Muslims. Y'all have things that many people like myself who reverted to Islam, we want. 
We looking for the cure, and y'all looking for the disease. It's crazy. SubhanAllah. The only reason why I take these opportunities to speak to the Muslims is because I love the Muslims. I love Islam. I traded in all those fake phony friends that y'all keep asking me about to be here with you. I've been home for a little over a year. I could have over a quarter million dollars just for doing features on records for many people that ask me to get on song. What you doing since you've been home? You not in the studio no more? You don't rap no more? No. Had I said yes, I'd probably have a half a million dollars in less than a year just for doing songs with features. My first trip to New York, Kanye flew me to New York to visit my grandparents in a private jet. I, I, I went and met with Fabulous, Jada Kids, everybody, they all know me, I still know them. But the difference is they respect the person I became and they don't try to encourage me to be the person that I was. So that means that Whenever we affirm upon what we believe, people will respect that. They'll try to learn from that. And by Allah's permission, they'll probably try to become that. But if they see deficiency in you or weakness in you, they only gonna call to that weakness. It's time to wake up, Yehuan. Your parents is getting old. Some of your grandparents probably still ain't, they're probably not around. May Allah have mercy on them. But your parents are getting old. A lot of y'all probably don't have jobs, probably don't pay for your clothes, your food, nothing. If something were to happen to your parents, and you've been wasting your time running around trying to figure out how to be something you're not, you're gonna find yourself in a very, very dark place. No mother loves more than a Muslim mother. All mothers in general have a natural inclination to their child. But only the Muslim woman knows how to love in accordance to what's pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My mother was my sister. My grandmother raised me. My mother was out in the street with me. Well, let me take that back. I was in the street with her. I smoked weed with my mother, hustled with my mother. I did everything you do with your siblings, with my mother. And it took for her drug addiction to almost get me killed Well, me and her had to sit down and have a talk once and for all. And we made a pact. If you stop getting high, I'll stop hustling. And my mother been clean ever since. I remember taking her to the bus station to go to rehab and I didn't sell drugs no more. That's when I started taking the music business serious because that was all I knew. But I promise you, everything in my life I take serious. You only got one of these, man. You only got one life, you only got one father, you only got one mother. 
You only got a lot of ones. You ain't got a lot of options, man, when it comes to certain things. And you lose those one things. Losing my grandmother was like losing my mother. That's who raised me. The only father I knew was my grandfather. My father wasn't around. I don't think nobody in here sitting in here could tell me that their father abandoned you from birth. I don't think a lot of y'all could tell me that your mother was addicted to crack cocaine. I don't think a lot of y'all can tell me these stories. So I say this to say, man, really take in consideration what evils come with the choices that you make. Especially when it's revolved around music and the culture that comes with it. Because you got to take it all or take nothing at all. Since I've been Muslim, Wallahi, I don't listen to radio in 13 years. I don't know the name of none of these rappers today. All I know is about 25 Lil's. Lil this one, Lil that one, and Lil this. I don't know none of these dudes. Funny thing is, some of the youth, y'all know the difference. I don't know how you know the difference. When I'm in the barbershop, I hear this crazy stuff. Cause I can't. Tell a dude in the barbershop, yo, can you turn your music down? I had to fight everybody in the barbershop. So this is the only time I'm forced to listen to music. When I'm in public places that I can't control it. So when I say I never listen to music, I don't press play. It's a difference. I'm not saying that I'm just, you know, isolated from the whole world. I don't, no, no, no. I go to certain places and I'm forced to listen to music. I try to go to the gym early. I try to beat the women at the gym. I wanna, I wanna get there before they get there. Cause they ain't got no high high. That's why I work outside, public parks. I try, I try to go somewhere, you know, I try to feel lot to the best of my ability. I know it's hard. I'm not blaming y'all for falling into some of these traps. But if you choose to go in those directions, that's on you and you're gonna be held accountable for it. But it's just some things you can't avoid. You have to be mindful of the companions that you keep too. Cause like I said, only take one negligent Muslim in the community and everybody following him. That's all it take, one knucklehead. Now he's so gangster. But really you don't know what no gangsters is, man. I just left all the gangsters. I was in prison for nine years. I tell you all the gangsters that they're in prison. And if they ain't there, they dead. If they ain't where I just left, they dead. So if you choose to be anything remotely close to that, then you might as well prepare to live in the bathroom for 20 years or lay in the ground. That's right, a cell was like living in the bathroom. Not the size of the Wulu station, I'm talking about one of them bathrooms in the little restaurant, one little Somali restaurant, a little small bathroom, little sink, that's where you live. 
There ain't no place for no human being. I don't care what you did. This is why you gotta love Islam. You commit a crime, you establish the hudud, you go home. You steal, you go home, but you ain't got no hand, but you you know you lose your hand, but you go home, right? You don't sit in no 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 bathroom for 10, 20 years. And you know that African Americans or people of color in general, y'all targets, and you make yourself a target. You make yourself a target. You on Instagram doing this. They zoom in, get the serial number on that gun, find out it's stolen. Next thing you know, they track you down. You got people kicking in your door at three o'clock in the morning. Your mother panicking, your father panicking, all because you want to take stupid pictures with guns and end up in a federal prison for 10 years. If you looking at everything on social media, what you think the federal government looking at? But if they see you worshiping the law, minding your business, staying out of trouble, they ain't got no reason to bother you. You know what I'm saying? They got a job. They got a job to catch you and you got a job not to get caught. But if you ain't doing nothing of anything that's interesting to them, they won't bother you. There's nothing in this country that says you can't worship in the law. You, find, you tell me one law that's been prescribed in this country that said you can't worship a law. That said you can't have a beard. That said you can't wear a thole. That said you can't wear a bay or a khimar or a niqab or whatever. There's nothing in this country that says that. If the police is looking for somebody to commit a crime, most likely he's got a track suit, a hoodie, or something like that. They ain't looking for nobody wearing no thole. They ain't riding around looking for nobody in the exhaust. I just really want y'all to take this serious because music is one thing, but I just left Philadelphia, like I said, and it's the murder capital of the United States right now. They done surpassed Chicago. And most of the crimes is Muslims killing Muslims. Muslims killing Muslims. We've watched some horrific things on the news with non-Muslims coming into the masjid and shooting Muslims. Could you imagine now in Philadelphia you got Muslims coming in the masjid to kill a Muslim? You can't even imagine that. It don't even make no sense. That a Muslim can take another Muslim life because of what side of town he live on. What about al-wala'a wal-bara'a? What about loyalty and disassociation? You can't have two allegiances. You can't have an allegiance to Allah and his messenger and have allegiance to a gang. You can't have allegiance to Allah and his messenger and have allegiance to a block or a neighborhood. 
Can you be a crip and a blood at the same time? You can't have two allegiances. You can only have one. You can't be a Muslim, a gangster, and a rapper. You're going to have to pick one. Because when you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you're going to be one of them, not all of them. You can meet your Lord as a believer. You can meet him as a gangster. You can meet him as a rapper, a fasic, or anything like that. Zanny, whatever you think is suitable for you, but you're going to be held accountable for it. There's no way to escape it. I would hate to leave this city and hear a story of a Muslim harming another Muslim or a Muslim killing another Muslim. SubhanAllah. InshaAllah, these things have been very, very heavy in my heart. And I want you to understand as your brother in Islam, I'm here to advise you, I'm here to warn you. That the end is near. The Prophet Sallallahu Mention that things will get extremely worse before they ever get better. All we can do is govern ourselves. All we can do is rectify our own affairs with Allah's permission. We have to safeguard our religion. We have to safeguard our souls. We have, that's your responsibility. Every single man in this masjid right now who is past the age of puberty, you are an adult. You might not pay bills, you might not have the responsibilities of your parents or other adults, but you have to start now thinking like an adult. You have to start making decisions that you can live with. If your father ain't no gangster, you ain't no gangster. Cut it out. My father was a gangster. My mother was a gangster. My grandfather, I come from generations of that. And the Lord chose me. He didn't choose them, he chose me. Your parents left their country to give you a better life. You know it. They left to give you a better life. They're your greatest allies. And nobody else gonna love you like your parents. I promise you. Prison is like the closest thing to being dead. You'll realize who really in your corner after the first three, four, five years go by. You understand? 
The letters don't come the same. Phone calls you make, the list gets small. And when you're dead, you're dead. We ain't got to discuss that. Y'all know what the outcome of that. But the question is how you die. I asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from all things evil that he ordained. I asked Allah to protect us from ourselves, the evil of ourselves. I asked Allah to keep us firm upon the path of that which is pleasing to him. I asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase us in that which is good in this life and the next. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase us, ya Iqan, in that which is good in this life and the next. May Allah increase us in dutifulness to our parents. May Allah increase us in loving our brothers, loving for our brothers what we love for ourselves. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect the sanctity, the honor, the dignity of our brothers and sisters in Islam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect the mothers, the mothers, the wives, daughters and sisters. Protect our women. Prophet Sallallahu said, every man is a shepherd and every shepherd is, a, is responsible for their flock. Y'all all have responsibilities. Just cause you're young, just cause you don't pay bills, just cause you don't pay taxes, you don't buy no food, you don't buy your clothes, it don't mean you don't have responsibilities. Don't waste time. Do not waste time. because you're not going to get it back. Whatever you have the ability to do today, do it today. Don't wait till tomorrow, don't wait till next week. Don't wait till you 50 to start praying your Sundays. Don't do all that. Start now. Because you got the ability to do it. If you can spend an hour on TikTok, you can pray all your Sundays. And consult the leaders of your community. Speak to the Iman. Stop calling Sheikh Google Ibn Twitter El Instagram. That's your shape now. Like that y'all just call Google every time. Y'all just ask Google everything. Y'all don't even ask the Imam no questions. You don't ask your parents no questions. Y'all go straight to Google. Y'all Google Ayat. Y'all won't even go to iQuran or Quran app. You'll Google Ayat. Stuff for the law. This is how complacent we become and how dependent we become on social media and we abandon the resources that we have in our own community. In our own community. We all we got. We gotta learn how to love each other. We gotta learn how to support each other. We gotta learn how to aid each other. If you see your brother going astray, pull him up. Pull him to the side. We didn't play that in prison. We didn't allow our brothers to go off the deep end. We pulled them up. When a brother got out of pocket, we put him on a Sahaba program. You know what the Sahaba program was? You gonna have a companion with you everywhere you go. That's right, when you go to commissary, this brother going with you. You'll never get this gamble again. 
smoke or nothing. There's somebody here with you all the time. You go to the bathroom, there'll be somebody standing there. All right, you finished? All right, I'm going out of that bathroom. You go to work out, you got to come work out with me. You going to eat, you going to child, brother's going with you. You don't want to be babysitted, right? But if it's going to happen, you'd rather be a brother, right? Rather be a brother than a police officer or a, a correctional officer. Rather be your brother. Right, you come on. What you, what you doing over here? You see a brother? Come on, let's go. Get in the car. What you mean? Get in the car, man. I ain't playing with you. Get in the car. I drag you. I get in the car. Ah, right, you stay right here. I'm going with your father. No, I don't get my. Come on, get in the car. Y'all gotta be like that with each other. Stop being like you know. Be gentle with each other, but don't be soft, man. Don't let your brother go, you know what I'm saying? Don't let him get himself in no problems like that, man. Y'all gotta pull each other up. That's what men do. Don't be a silent devil. Don't keep remaining silent and letting evil keep going. Y'all gotta pull each other up. If you want good for him, and you want good for him, then you gotta tell him you want good for him. Don't go tell somebody else, because now you're backbiting him. You tell them. Don't get no little huddles and start talking about the brother. Go get the brother, man. Man, I love y'all for the sake of Allah, inshallah, man. Barakallahu feekum. Jazakum Allah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.